everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the K&M 495 Sportscast. My name is Kyle. I'm here with Michael Reed. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited to get this going. How have you been? I've been fantastic. So I uh, I heard it was your birthday yesterday, dude. It was. It was my birthday. Uh, you you wouldn't know it from what I did this weekend because nobody showed up anywhere. And what? Well, you know, it's just you're getting older. Nobody wants to celebrate birthdays anymore. It's just story of my life. Dude, we bring some drinks around, man. I'm always down to drink. I don't know about your friends, dude. There we go. Well, <laughs> next week we'll polish off a 30-pack during this. Oh yeah! Oh, dude, I can't wait. Yeah, we we messed up today. We're not bringing anything. The, the drunkies part too. Yeah, exactly, exactly, dude. So, us being Redskins fans, the first thing that we got to get into is the Scott McLuhan situation. Oh my god! We got to talk about everything, everything that you know, everything that I know, and obviously everything that everyone else knows. And it's the the lack of respect for professionalism. I would say the the Redskins franchise is a joke. After that. The way that they handled Scott McLuhan was just so so unprofessional. So you, you just you don't do that to you don't do that to an employee, especially somebody who's actually done some pretty good things for you over the last two years that they've been there. I mean, that's just that was just incredible. I know you've been looking up some of the timelines of some pretty interesting stuff that happened, and I'm pretty sure that you cracked the code. Yeah, dude, it's situation. It, it's not looking good <laughs> at all for the Redskins. I mean, if you look at this and you go. Like, by law, like, how are you supposed to treat employees? I'm pretty sure this is not the way you're supposed to do it. No. Um, But, so, we know from the obituary that McLuhan's grandmother passes away on the 3rd. And so, you would think that McLuhan immediately flies away to be with his family. Well, it happens to be that on the 5th is when it gets reported that Bruce Allen is somewhat jealous that Scott McLuhan has gotten so much credit from the fans. Um, so you, you'd have to think that as soon as Scott left the building, because Scott wouldn't leave the building during the whole offseason. No, that's no, what he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's paid to be here he's during scouting. this time. Not, not during the combine and the pre-draft workouts. Exactly. And so you, you'd figure he flies away, right? Well, from the obituary, you also find out that the funeral was on the 12th. Well, at that time is when on the 15th is when Cooley comes out and speculates that Scott McLuhan is drinking. Which was a... Just a rude move by Chris Cooley. Anyway, that's just you, you, that. That's just very much. You don't. You don't put that on somebody. I wouldn't. Hopefully, Scott can end up suing these these Redskins officials and people of that sort just for stuff that they said about him because that's it's, it's not cool. It's not nice. And the funny thing about it is, like everyone knows, that 980 is owned by the Redskins. But something that people don't know is that 980, the actual radio station, is located in Redskins Park. As soon as you walk into Redskins Park, you look to your left and you go into the doors, and there you see the room where you see a big poster that says 980, and you see the microphones, you see all of it set up. So you'd have to imagine that he didn't have some sort of information. You really don't think Bruce Allen was in Chris Cooley's ear saying, hey, well, why don't you break up Scott drinking again? Why don't you do that? Yeah, exactly. Cooley... I love Cooley. Cooley's smart as heck. I love listening to him break down football with X's and O's. He, he knows everything. I love him. He's a great personality. But there, Chris is not just going to come out and say something like that without some motivation behind him. Yeah, it it just doesn't make any sense. No. So we know the funeral's on the 12th. Cooley comes on the 15th and says that. So you'd have to think that Scott was returning home around that time. So then on the 20th is when it's speculated after the fact that Scott was sent home from Redskins Park and told not to return. And so, when you look at that, what do you think? You immediately think of a confrontation. Something was said. There was words where Scott was saying, none of you guys, none of you Redskins officials, nobody came out and said, 
this isn't true. Scott messed up. It was a mistake. He'll pay for it. And that never came out. That's as much. It, Scott McLuhan's drinking in his battle with alcoholism. That's been pretty well publicized. I mean, since before he even started with the Redskins. I mean, that that yeah. was known. So you would think that if this is such a big issue, if the Redskins didn't have anything to do with this, they would come out. They'd defend their guy. They would do something. They would say, "Look, we're handling this. Uh, we hope's got the best. We're gonna we're gonna get him." The help that he needs, but they didn't come. They didn't say anything. They didn't even say Chris Cooley was wrong. They didn't. Exactly. Say, I mean, they they just let it go. They just they they didn't say anything, and that that's where that gets kind of sketchy. That's where it's almost like they planted the bomb in Chris Cooley's head to say this. Exactly, and so the the combine is on March first, and so that's when as soon as the combine starts, Brian McNally goes and starts looking for Scott because he knows where these guys are. They always stay in the same hotels. They always stay on the same floor. That he knows where to go. He's going asking, hey, where's Scott? Where's Scott? None of these guys know. None, none of them know. Scott's not there yet. Scott's not there. So Brian starts making calls, gets a text from Scott that he's not there. And so Brian's like freaking out. He's like, what's going on? So he, And so he's like, well, when are you going to return? He said, I can't answer that right now. Yeah, why was the Redskins, the head of the Redskins scouting department, their general manager who specializes in the NFL draft, that's what he's known for, why was he not there? Why? And it's... He would not miss have uh, missed that for any reason. I, I understand uh, grandparent dies. That's sad. That is, but grandparents die. They do. As mean as that is to say, <laughs> that, that happens. I mean, it was a month prior. I understand being there a week after for a funeral, but you're not going to wait a month to bury somebody to have a funeral. I mean, it's not. It wasn't his mom or dad. It was his grandparents. Yeah, and it, it do, makes it all, everything worse. Is that. Bruce, the whole time at the combine, is like, he's going to be back next week. He's going to be back next week when we get back. He'll, he'll be back. He'll be back. He's trying to put people's mind, minds at ease, but what he ended up doing is making more questions about why he is such a sketchy person and a politician in the NFL. Yeah. And it's amazing because Gruden's, Gruden's contract was literally two days into the combine. At late at night, and people were questioning it, saying, were they possibly drinking? <laughs> when they're talking and going over the contract. Basically saying is, we need an out right now. We don't look good right now. We're, at the, we're at the combine and everything is focused on us in our front office instead of the actual rookies. What can we do to take the news away from how the way we handled our general manager? I know what we can do. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's sign our head coach who's good friends with the general manager to an extension. That way people think that we're doing what's right for the team. Exactly. It's just kind of like, there's nothing to see here. We're fine. We're good to go. But nobody believed it. And so then what happens, of course, is next week comes, Scott's not back at Redskins Park. Scott's not back at Redskins Park. But you know where you do see Scott? Walking his Walking dog. Walking his dog in Redskins gear. Redskins gear, gear dude. In Redskins gear. <laughs> Basically saying, yeah, screw you guys. I remember being such an optimist and being ho- so hopeful when I saw that picture. Dude, and being so like, was I. I. Oh, maybe, maybe my God. I was so fine. happy. I was like, please, maybe please, please. Okay. Be- yeah, he's, he's fine. He just, you know, he's, he's done his homework. He didn't need to be at the combine. Maybe he was Skyping the entire time with somebody. He really <laughs> was having an issue. <laughs> that that, that could have entirely because been possible. When his 55-year-old man's grandmother dies... Not his mom, not his dad, but his grandmother. And he takes a month off of work to, to the place where he makes his money. He makes his money at the Combine. There was no reason that he shouldn't have been there. And the Redskins, I can't cuss on this show, but the, Red, the Redskins, they, 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 they messed it up. They're, they really time. did. And so the whole reason why like we're talking about this is because I honestly think that 
the worst part about this is if you look at it in hindsight and you look at the whole thing all together, you see that the Redskins from start to finish started had a smear campaign on on Scott McClellan oh, when yeah. he was at a funeral for his grandmother. How cold hearted is that? They're they're cold hearted people, man. It's uh, jeez, man. Like the guy, like, as soon as the guy leaves, like he as soon as he leaves the building, all of a sudden the seed is planted, and a month later, Scott's out the building. Bruce Allen starts talking as soon as he as Scott McLuhan left, and apparently from a few couple reports on Bleacher Report that I had read, I know Bleacher Report's not exactly the most credible all the time, but yeah, they hate I mean, the Redskins, you know. Yeah, most people. I mean, yeah, even true. even some of our fans hate the Redskins. Sorry, we should call them Washington because yeah, you can't the say Washington. It. You can't say Redskins. You can't. Say that. <laughs> Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Uh, but they, even one of their writers, I, th- I think it was Matt Miller, came out and said. That apparently, Bruce Allen was pretty offended because over the last few seasons, or over the last season, Scott McLuhan was telling people in scouting circles, hey man, if it was up to me, if I was really in full control, I would have signed Kirk Cousins last offseason, right after 2015. I, I would have signed him right then and there. And I don't think Bruce Allen liked that. I don't think that he likes when people steps on his toes because he's such an egomaniacal maniac. Well, let, let me well, let me switch it up on you. So we always we know it's it's guaranteed we all know that literally Bruce Allen is Dan Snyder. Yeah, oh, it's just yeah. the Bruce I, Allen is just yeah. the PR department. He's just he's a better looking, better politician, Dan Snyder. He's, That's all it is, and so it's literally Dan feeding Bruce and Bruce saying it, and so I'm sure Dan is still calling the shots. All of it. He can try to stay back behind the shadows all he wants, but we all know that this is his baby. He he cares about it for some reason and loves making it hell for the fans. Doesn't make any sense, but that's just the way it is, and you can tell that it, it was it was Dan that was mad about it. Oh that yeah, Dan was mad about being wrong about RG three. Dan called yeah, yeah. Dan called Jay's agent at the end of the 2015 season and was calling him saying that Jay was robbing them because he wasn't grooming RG three like he said he was going. And to. you know what? That makes me mad because you know who was really robbing the Redskins? The Rams were robbing the Redskins yeah. of all of our draft picks. Thanks a lot, Robert. Imagine that. Imagine the Redskins having Aaron Donald. I know. Do you know? Do you know how awesome? <laughs> we can get in all that, but that's just—it's so unfair. If you look back at what was it, 2012, they ended up taking Michael Brockers. Even he would help. Yeah. Then the next year, they got Aaron Donald with our pick. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That right? I mean, the superstar defensive tag. Our worst position is the defensive line. Those yeah. are two pretty good defensive linemen. Now people will say that. That could have been helped by getting Leonard Williams instead of getting Brandon Sheriff. But I absolutely love Brandon Sheriff. I love Sheriff. I got his jersey up in my closet right now. I was about to wear my Trent Williams jersey over here, too. Trent Williams is my favorite We'll have the lineman sportscast. We will have to. I'm about it. Quick, real quick. I just read uh, earlier today that Brandon Sheriff and Trent Williams combined, they only allowed three quarterback pressures all year. Yeah. Combined between both of them. Yes. It's pretty impressive. That's what blows my mind about them is that they have, like, and actually, like you could say, as as a, in total, they are a top ten offensive line. I think it top ten. I, I think that they're but more the top worst. Five. But the worst part about it is, is I would say as uh, passing, like yeah. pass blocking, they are top five. No, they 100%. are possibly yeah. possibly Definitely. the best. But run blocking, it's and so bad. A, a lot of that will come from Sheriff. I mean, we there was highlights this year of Sheriff just manhandling people. Like that. Brandon Williams of the Ravens just tossing yeah. them. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember saying times. that. Yeah, but left guard has been Sean Lavelle. He's not. I mean, that's a, definitely a weak link. I wouldn't. Yeah. 
be mad if the Redskins in the draft ended up in the second, third round. Somebody taking an offensive lineman, a left guard. Well, that's the bad thing is we we drafted Ari Kwanjo in this regime. Yeah, and and we have Bill Callahan, and we said is like the guru, right? Cal- the guru Callahan is the most important coach on our staff. I he think. is, and I, I I honestly start I honestly have been thinking that maybe we need to start. Criticizing Callahan because he hasn't gotten Ari Kwanjo up to starting. Job. Hey, that's that's fair. I didn't think of it. Like I, I've always been treating Callahan like he's a god. Exactly. I mean, I mean, Callahan. it's easy to do that when you have a top five Especially, pick at a position, and exactly. also with two of them, with being um, Trent Williams as well. Yeah. Um, but and Morgan Moses. So the guy that we just picked up, this guy Kling. Yeah, he's six boy, eight, right? three twenty. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> obviously, he's garbage. We, we yeah, know he's, he's garbage, but, but still, 6'8", 320 is your any tackle? Exa- if any <laughs> if anybody can coach him up, it would be Callahan. Callahan has done some amazing things with that offensive line. Remember before Callahan got here how big of a joke our offensive line was? Yeah. We had Trent Williams. The other four starters were all garbage. We were stuck with Corey Lichtensteiger for seasons at 283 pounds playing <laughs> center getting tossed against around, those man. tackles. He would start to play five yards in the backfield. Well, but the thing is with Corey is I have to respect Corey because I understand where he's coming from <clears throat> yeah. because like his size and everything he still did well. It was <clears throat> it was because he was smart. He was he had the leadership. He was able to call out plays to the other guys. Yeah, oh yeah. And that's and you're starting to see now that that's that's really important. Yeah. And so you need to have that. The, that's where I think it's gonna over the next couple seasons. I'm, I'm a big Spencer Long guy too. I, I, yeah. I like the way he well, plays, and once he gets a little boy. bit more, oh yeah, and when, once he gets a little bit more, you know, once he gets a little bit more experience, he, he can hopefully be able to do that. He seems like a smart guy. He's got a good head on his shoulders, so we'll see. That's another thing. Yeah. The McLuhan, the McLuhan, the McLuhan effect. Scott loves his big offensive linemen, his big boys up front. Now our offensive line is huge up front. Yeah. You think we're going to end up keeping that with most of the draft? Do you think that we're going to keep Scott McLuhan's draft board? What do you think we're going to do with that? Yeah, I uh, obviously. I hope so. It, they'd be they'd be dumb if they didn't. You know, I mean, it's Scott's board. Obviously, it works. You could say last year wasn't that good. I understand. I'll agree but with the, you. Yeah, but at, but you have to understand that there there was improvement. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. And if dude, I I my I'm a huge Virginia Tech fan. My whole family is. What if Kaishan Jarrett? Didn't do that to me. I know that's so that's so depressing, man. That's so dude. Sad he to would think be about. a baller. He was good. the last the end of the 2015 season, right before he got hurt. Those two three games before then, when he was just falling out, he was forcing fumbles, dude. Yeah, dude. I, I loved KJ, dude. That's sad. I actually saw him. Really? Yeah. Me and my buddy, we were uh, we were out. We dropped our girls off at paint night, and we're leaving, and we're walking out front, and we're walking, and we're about to go to a Top Golf in Ashburn. And so we're walking out, and this this dude starts walking towards us. And I looked at him, and I, I noticed he was in a sling. And so I'm walking, and I look, and so he, he, like, reversed into a spot so I could see in his back seat. And it was a Redskins jersey, and it said, Jarrett, 34. And I was like, and I remembered myself. I was like, he's in a sling. I was like, is that KJ? And then and then he kind of stopped and looked. And then I was like, is that? And we kept walking. I was like, is that is that Kaishan? Is that Kaishan? And he kept stopping and looking the whole way up, all the way up. That's not awkward at all. Dude, awkward. not at all. So it was really weird. So then we we're le- we leave, and I call, I call my, tell my girl that, and she says his name on the phone, and she said he like looked down at her. Really? Yeah. So uh, did you have, did you go up to him and shake his dead hand? Is no, no, I wasn't able to. I wasn't gonna worry about how, that. How big is he in person? He, he's a, he was a smaller defensive. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I yeah. actually met Bruce Allen at Redskins Park. Oh God, I was spitting his face. This was before. Uh, this was so. This, this is, is this, this is, is before Bruce. 
This was the season, the off season before they gave Kirk the starting job. Okay, so that was the off season before. So yeah. that was 2015 going into. Yeah, I was doing construction season. work there, and I uh, my my boss told me to go outside and get some out of his truck. And I walk out front, and lo and behold, here comes Bruce Allen. Open the door for me. Really? Yeah. He he doesn't seem to me like the kind of guy who's yeah, holding doors for. And I was, was going to get the door for him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he yeah. opened the door yeah. for me. He's like, "How you doing, young man?" I was like. Mr. Bruce Allen, how you doing, man? But see, he's such a politician, though. Of course he's going to try to get the votes of people, exactly. the votes of support. So, yeah, that makes sense. Bruce Allen, you're a shady person. You're <laughs> Dude, a disgusting so person. The most ironic thing about the whole McLuhan situation is that, A, he said he was jealous of Scott because of how much he was getting from the fan base, how much credit he was getting. Every offseason the past <laughs> two years was in Scott we trust. Him. Exactly. We, we might have gotten bounced early, but at least we have Scott McLuhan to look forward to the offseason. Exactly. Bruce Allen wasn't cool and, with that. And it's hilarious. So Bruce Allen's like, oh, well, I have I have Trent Murphy and Morgan Moses who panned out this year. I deserve some credit. You know and why then, Morgan Moses panned out? Because of Callahan. Yeah. You're, and then... And then Trent Murphy just Trent got Murphy busted. He's got post- uh, what's it called? He's tested got- positive for a banned substance, suspended yeah. four games. PEDs, man. There you go, Trent. That's ironic right there for you, Bruce. There you go, Bruce. Good job, Bruce. Great yeah, job. Yeah, great, great draft. High-quality high player. Yeah, keep comparing yourself to McLuhan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's going to really help you That's out. That's another thing. When Bruce Allen, Bruce Allen always had these rules for picking players. I mean, I'm sorry, not Bruce Allen, Scott McLuhan. He always had these rules for picking players. He wouldn't pick anybody with any character flaws, and he wouldn't pick anybody. He'd usually, he liked his first-round picks to generally be seniors. He liked them to, to, to fulfill their commitment. So now, though, that he's gone, like, yeah, that sucks, obviously, because He's great at what he does, but it's kind of interesting to see now, like somebody, Redskins could take somebody maybe with Dalvin, like Dalvin Cook, who's apparently had some off the field problems. But I mean, without Scott there calling the final shot, Scott would have taken him off this draft board. So, so I, so the whole, this whole off season with that, with Jay getting his raise and everything, they've been saying he's he's been getting more respect, and now he has more on his table. Yeah. So and so, I honestly believe that he has more say now in the draft. Yeah. Because Bruce doesn't know what the hell he's doing, right? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. So the guy that I I am targeting, if they are taking a running back, it's not going to be Dalvin Cook. It's going to be Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. You know, I am completely on board with McCaffrey after his combine. The only thing I don't think McCaffrey's going to be there at seventeen anymore. I know. After this, I think I. But that's where I think statement. I think he's going top ten now. I think really he could, do. I think he could go to like eight to the Panthers. Standard. I think he could. They're saying they're saying Dalvin or Fournette. I think Fournette yeah. would be a well, perfect fit for he Panthers. Would, he's not going to. There, a, a report came out today saying that the Browns are interested at number one. They're deciding right now. Obviously, they're going to take Miles Garrett, but yeah, you mean Leonard Fournette is such a great player yeah. that he's actually in the conversation right now at number one. And this time of year, of course, there's smoke screens yeah. everywhere. But I, I think Fournette's going to end up going four to the Jaguars. Um, I think Dalvin Cook's taking a little bit of a tumble down boards, but that could work out. I mean, Dalvin Cook didn't have the best combine. He really didn't. He didn't. Before he came out, <clears throat> before the combine, there was always all these comparisons. To, oh, he's Jamal Charles. He's fat. Yeah. He ran a four four nine, which is good. Yeah. I mean, it's good. But you want your speed back, your lightning rod to be a little bit more yeah. Dalvin, faster than that. Dalvin Dalvin Cook's worst stat is his criminal record. And, uh, he's uh, yeah, I would agree with that. that and it's it's mainly him. it's not even really him as much as it's the people he hangs out with. Yeah. But that's just like a well, red I mean, flag Tallahassee, right there. Florida, dude. That's it's just it's the party school, dude. Yeah, that's that and, like true. Arizona. Yep, yep, Arizona, Arizona State. Yeah, Arizona State all day. Dude. I don't know if they party in Arizona, but I know Arizona State they do. And you know how I know that? <laughs> because I watched Tosh.0 Season 2 <laughs> when they went to Arizona State. <laughs> and so I wanted to get into I, the one person that I feel is taking the biggest getting dumped on because of this whole Scott thing is Junior Gallette. 
Yeah, like Bill that was Scott's guy, dude. And that that's so sad too. I mean, going into the 2015 season, we gave him a chance after his incident, the domestic abuse incident. Yeah. If you didn't know, when he was on the beach and allegedly Did, hit it, was that punch a girl? Uh, it was on. No, video. it was a belt. It was, it was a belt. Yeah, he hit a girl with a belt. It was on. It video, was proved, but. Though? In the video, it's a little bit grainy. I don't think you can completely tell that it's him. Okay. So, right. I mean, it wasn't a Ray Rice situation or a Joe Mixon <laughs> new. By the way, I do love Joe Mixon as a running back. But. He is good. He's very good. But, yeah, I don't. Gillette's so sad, man. He ruptured his Achilles in 2015, and then he was finally getting healthy. I started following him on Instagram. He's working He's working off, working his butt off. Getting ready, then the off season he ruptures his other Achilles. Yeah, There's what a bad break. weird weird little fact here. I'm friends with Junior Glitter on Snapchat. Oh really? Yeah. So I always Snapchat that dude all the time. Does he ever respond? Oh yeah. Yeah. Does he really? Time. Dude, I let Hizzer respond one time. What? <laughs> it was so awkward. So I was like, Yo, Hizzer. I was like, Yeah, say whatever you want. Because it was in like that side chat where you could type message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he hands the phone back to me. His motherfucker sent to him. Hey, Junior, it's Hizzard, love you. <laughs> he knows who you are, Hizzard. Great, great job. It's, it's me. It's Hizzard. It's me, Steve Janowski. <laughs> oh, girl. Dude, great but he's, job, he's an awesome guy, but it, he just works so, like, the whole time he was working so hard to get yeah, back. And that, that was so sad to see. I, I had such high hopes for him because if you think about him, man, that pass rush forced him right there. That could be... I mean, we don't have a... When we had we don't Chris have Baker. A, yeah, well, exactly. They that's didn't even be. offer him a contract. Dude. I know, and that's that's sad. And the good thing is this year in the draft is so deep with defensive linemen. This is one of the most deep defensive drafts and running back drafts in the last few years. Well, this well this brings up my point is, how do you, how do you think they did in free agency this year? If you were to I, give them a grade. <laughs> including, there's two including, sides. Including to, re-sign. Yes, there, there's two sides, two sides to my free agency. If you were to ask me... Uh, within the first couple of days of free agency, I would say complete F. We lost to Sean Jackson, Pierre Garcon, Chris Baker. Like the first day, I was mm-hmm. like, "Cool, thanks, guys." Yeah, who's going to want to sign here with this mess going on with Bruce Allen and Scott McLuhan? However, I, I think we kind of redeemed ourselves a little bit. The Terrell Pryor signing, we gave out a lot of one-year deals, but I mean, Terrell Pryor. Uh, it was a record break for was, the whole NFL. Oh, the, oh yeah, everybody in the NFL is giving out one-year deals this year. Uh, so after Pryor, who else did we sign? We got. Um, uh, we ended up just signing Zach Brown. We got the two defensive linemen, Stacey McGee and yeah, uh, Terrell, McClain. Terrell McClain. We got DJ Swearinger. I, I like it. You know, I, I really like what we did. We definitely filled some holes. And plus, at the draft, I mean, this is a very deep draft. Yeah. Well, the, the crazy thing is, is that Deshaun signed for 13 mil. Yeah. Pierre signed for 16 mil. So that's 29 mil between the two of them. Yeah. We signed Terrell Pryor for six mil with two mil in incentives. Yeah. So he 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 gets that other two mil yeah. if he surpasses these goals. The goals that are set. Yeah. Exactly. So but basically we we got Terrell Pryor for twenty three million dollars less. Yeah. Then we end up getting um the dude from the Rams uh shoot what's uh, his name? Brian Quick. Brian Quick. He's also six three. I mean, these, and we got him for vet minimum. Yeah, oh yeah. So I mean yeah. we're we are saving and money. I, I like it, I understand because Bruce was originally brought on when we had that, he was core, considered a yeah. uh, salary cap genius. Exactly he because is, of the whole issue with Albert Hainsworth's yep. contract, with, with all of our Adam Archuleta's and D Hall's Eric, contract yeah. too, because D Hall had a horrible contract. Oh yeah, but yeah. I don't care what anyone says. I like D Hall. I love D. He D. took Hall. pay call, pay cuts to stay here. Yeah, he's. I, we got to give him a chance. Do all the beat reporters going. come out and say how important D Hall is to locker room? And I mean, secondary. that's that's why I, another. Because of just being a leader, not with, being like yeah, with Daniel Hall being a leader in the secondary. I mean, he was so, not even a leader in the, a leader on the whole team. 
But Ricky Jean Francois was somebody else who was yeah. such a big part of that locker room, and now he's gone. And yeah. you, he's and gone you, because he, he criticized the Redskins organization. Well, he didn't criticize. Well, it depends on how you read it, I guess. Yeah, so what, basically he was on Sean Salisbury's show, and they basically asked him, like, hey, man, what's going on down there? And Ricky basically said, I don't know. Yeah. That, they were like, so who's calling the shots, Ricky? He was like, I don't know. Bruce Allen with his fragile ego, that probably exactly. And it, him that's so bad. bad when, he, but he, nobody knew. And that's the thing is, like as fans, we feel like the child going through a divorce. Yeah, we're like, every, you see all this friction happening, and you see, you hear the the arguments, you hear it all. But they tell you all the time, it's okay, it's going to be gonna okay, be it's going to be fine. Yeah, exactly. Until until the Scott McLuhan situation happened, which was like when mom spills the spaghetti at the dinner table and dad slaps her. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just breaks loose, and then now you have to pick a side. Now, Should she not have spilled that spaghetti? Or, you know, I mean, did she kind of, did she have it coming? Or Did she do it on purpose? You know, did she, that's another thing, did she do it on purpose? I don't know. And it's just like, dude, just give it, just shed some light. Give us something. Even, it, like, everything you've said to us this whole offseason, even saying that Scott was going to be back next week, has been a lie. It has. You literally, been everything you've said has been a lie. Just know. give us something to, something, dude. You're, you've kept us in the dark. Give us anything. Just be honest. Just be honest. Look, <laughs> at, look at the best teams in the league right now, man. Look at, look at the people who are consistently good. And this is a good, decent segue into the next thing I was about to say. We have, there's franchises out there like the Steelers, like the Patriots, who are just consistently good, and they have good ownership because they stay out of the media. And what do we do? Who do we hire? We're hiring people from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who have been a 500 and lower club in, since, from, since they went to the Super Bowl in the earlier 2000s. Now, I mean, they're not bad, but that's, we took all their people away who could make them bad, and we signed them with us. Watch, our next GM is going to end up being somebody from the Buccaneers or a yes-man like Doug Williams from the Redskins, who was a Buccaneer. I like Morocco Brown. Yeah, Morocco to, Brown. Yeah, he used to be with the Redskins yeah. front office. But the biggest thing with the Redskins front office is they've always said, you have to start hiring guys from within. And what the problem was is that Dan didn't like didn't like guys that told him no. Yeah, he had to have yes men. Yep. So if these talented evaluators in the front office personnel that were capable of taking on higher jobs, they'd be let go because they said no to Dan. I and now you see what you see yeah. the product. You I, see what that gets you. I imagine Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder just sitting around in a loom, in a room with like a bearskin rug, candles lit. They're sitting there. One of them's probably got their shirt off. Not anything like doing anything <laughs> weird, but they're sitting there. And Bruce Allen's like. Dan, you got a great body, dude. And Dan's like, thanks, man. You really like it? He's like, yeah. He's like, how about mine? He's like, yours is good, too, dude. That's a very good body. Great body. They're just saying yes to each other and complimenting each other, building up their egos. And that's that's just how they are, dude. They're yes men. They're, they're, I think it's hilarious how Larry Michael, the voice for the Redskins, comes out and says, don't listen to any of the media, but listen to the Redskins TV show that we put yeah. on from Redskins Don't Park. Don't listen to the media, but listen to me as a member of the media. <laughs> listen the to enemy. me, who who is Dan Snyder's right hand man. Yeah. Please listen his, to me. I'm his best friend. Yeah, because you've been giving us facts all off season. We yeah. should start believing you. You're you're, right. you're yeah. He's a great guy. Uh, <laughs> Everything that the media has said so far has been correct, except for you guys. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what you're trying to get at, but that's. <laughs> God, the Redskins organization Dude, is such a joke. Uh, let's get away from them. I'm tired of them. All right, actually, no, let's, let's not. All right, yeah, let's not do it. Let's. You know what? Though? Let, let, all right, seventeenth. The seventeenth pick. Seventeenth pick. I think. I hope. The thing we have so many needs on the defensive line. I know everybody's going to say like, "Oh, you need so many on the defensive line." The only thing is, unless somebody like Jonathan Allen, Jonathan Allen from Alabama falls down, which 
allegedly could happen. I mean, he's yeah. got what is carpal tunnel. He didn't mm-hmm. test too well at the combine, but he's yeah. he's a top three five pick, top five to three pick. Like, I mean, he, he's a very solid player. He's considered one of the best players in this draft. However, if you would have told me last year that Miles Jack would have fallen all the way down to the second round, I wouldn't have believed that. So, I mean, yeah. anything's possible. But I don't think that the talent is going to be there at 17 to take a defensive lineman unless they're in love with Caleb Brantley or Malik McDowell. So I am actually now kind of hoping that we do take a running back like Dalvin Cook or Christian McCaffrey if they're available. I mean, they always say that one of the best keys to a good defense is to have a strong running game. And yeah. them and Robert <coughs> Kelly true. Look at perfect. the Cowboys, dude. Exactly. That helped their defense a lot. You, yeah, you can say what you want, but back in, what was it, 2014, their defense was on the field for less minutes than any other team in the NFL. Yeah. So it that helps. That really does help. It's, you choose up clock. I mean, if you have a, a, an effective running game. that And I'm not taking anything away from Fat Rob. I think Fat Rob's a very good yeah. player. But I just think if you can improve a position like that, that can improve your whole team. Why not? I was thinking a wild card. A complete wild card. I don't think it's going to happen. I would, I would like it. I wouldn't love it. Would be if they drafted John Ross. John Ross. See... I understand. I mean, I would probably like it. That's a perfect Deshaun Jackson replacement. Yeah, but the thing is, with the logjam of wide receiver. But then exactly. again, you have Doxon, who was hurt last and then, year. But the, you have to look at Scott's philosophy. A, yeah, best player available. Best player available. Best if player you have available. a guy running a four three, on four the field two of, two, four a four four two two. <laughs> that is a, a four two two, dude. Imagine God. that. And not only did he run a four two two, he had an ACL injury a year yeah. or two ago, <laughs> and he still ran a four two two. Yeah, ask RG three to run a four two two. Yeah, ask RG three to ask RG three to do anything. Right <laughs> That's so true. End up doing is leaving his wife and kid. Dude I, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I remember seeing this stat about RG that RG three got sacked more times than Kirk Cousins. Or no, Kirk Cousins got sacked like one or two more times than RG three, and RG three played in three games. And Kirk played in 16. Um, <laughs> RG3 is... Uh, he, I loved the idea of RG3. And after his rookie year, I was like, yeah, it's like, you know, we finally got somebody. But he's... Um, he's, he's, a, he's starting to end to a bad person. Yeah, I was talking to somebody the other um, the other night. Um, we were sitting around, and I was like, dude, like, you know what's crazy about RG is when he came out as a rookie, you know, I, I always was thinking, I was like, this is a humble kid. All of his That's, press conferences. I was thinking he was, was the humble, best like, person. I, this is perfect yeah. for us. We like we want a humble guy to change the culture, of the team, and then you start to see this personality. I remember seeing a warning sign, being a little abrasive. Yeah, at times I remember quarters. seeing this warning sign when he was trying to do like the hype up speech before the game to the yeah. players out on the field, and it sounded scripted. Oh, like yeah. there was no passion yeah. behind it. He was like, "All right, guys, let's go. We're gonna get out there. We're gonna we're gonna fight with all our heart." And like he had to get his like but little slogan he, in there. What he meant, yeah. What he meant was, I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna fight with yeah. all my heart because it's me, me, me. That seems to be a common trend in the Redskins organization. Everybody's me, me, me. Yeah, dude. I think it was Dan. I think Dan ruined him, man. I, he, he was Dan's oh, best yeah. friend. Yep. It, Dan, you couldn't. Jay Gruden apparently was huge. He gave RG3 his chances first year. He, he did, and RG3 just. I mean, he didn't produce. And Jay Gruden's been apparently was saying. Kirk Cousins had a better offseason. Kirk Cousins had a better preseason. I mean, Kirk, but you can come out and say this, but in inner circles, apparently that's what was being said. But Dan wanted you to start the tell Ferrari. Me, tell me Jay wasn't so happy. I'm sorry to say this. It's horrible. But tell me tell me that Jay was, was so happy when RG3 got injured against the Jaguars. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he definitely was. And, I mean, even then, though, even that season, I mean, Kirk didn't look great, but he didn't look timid in the pocket. He looked like he actually knew what he was doing. As opposed to RG three, RG three looked terrible. Yeah, 
He, just watching, he didn't look like an NFL Dude, And it was amazing. I remember watching a Jaguars game, and at, up until that point, like 2012, we saw a lot of points, right? We saw yeah, the yeah. offense do really well just that one year. Then, so 2013 or 13 comes around, and so RG3 is out there, and you just see, like, the offense is just stagnant, you know, which is, you don't see, like, comparison to, like, a car. Yeah, you want to see yeah. you want to see a drag race, you know. Yeah. You don't want to see like a grandma driving down the road. Yeah. That's what it felt like with the with the Redskins. And so when he goes down, Kirk comes in, and immediately sudden, we scored twenty eight yeah. points off bat. Yeah. And I remember looking at somebody who was like, "When's the last time we scored twenty eight points?" Yeah, exactly. Like for real. Like, like this is this is legit. That was Kirk Cousins is such a. I mean, now it's not even a question, but, like, looking back on it then, you wanted RG3 to succeed because of what he meant and, like, his potential and just the kind of quarterback that he was and everybody thought he was such a good person. But then, I mean, Kirk, Kirk's always been a pretty good guy, too. And, I mean, he's... Kirk knows what he's doing. Kirk knows how to play football. I don't know. (laughs) So we we just spent the first 30 minutes of our podcast talk about the Redskins. If we we haven't even gotten to other sports yet. I could literally talk about Scott McLuhan. <laughs> and that's not even half of the off season. Uh-uh. <laughs> All right, so let's get into um I love to let's talk some baseball, man. Yeah, let's get into some Nationals. Yeah, Bryce Harper just balling as usual. Yeah, man. Daniel Murphy, Daniel Murphy's balling. Have you read anything on Trey Turner and his injury? No, I, I haven't read much about it. Honestly, I, I probably should have a little bit more, but uh, that that's huge right there. If if that's going to be a long that's going to be anything that's going to hagger him for the rest of the season. That's that's going to be huge because that can take away his biggest asset, which is his speed. Yeah, and then that's going to be that's going to be huge. So yeah. that's definitely something we got to monitor. It's also early in the season, man. I don't want him to yeah. rush back. Adam, Adam Eaton has done well. To yeah. Start oh off. yeah. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of players, you know, besides our bullpen and Guthrie. And it's been crazy well. how many walks he's been getting. And yeah. like we keep saying, yeah, come on, keep walking, and we'll have Bryce Harper yeah, to step going. up to the plate. Yeah. No worries. Whatever, whatever you want to do. And then after Bryce, you got Daniel Murphy to face. So let's, yeah, let's keep this going. And I, I hate people who like hate on Jason Worth. So do I. I love Jason Worth. I do. He's, he's just, a, he's just a regular dude. It's not his fault that he got such a huge contract. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. And, like you know, he, he hates the media. Oh, he does. Uh, oh yeah, my yeah. goodness. I, I was hearing, uh, I think it was Grant and Danny. They were talking about how, um, how Daniel Murphy is the most boring interview they've ever done <laughs> yeah. because he just attributes all of his every all of his gifts to God. He is, he's apparently. Dude, I love Jason because, like, you know, every single time you watch a Jason Worth at bat, you always know that he's taking it three two. Oh yeah, that he's oh, yeah. always seeing pitches, yeah. and they always tell you, look at more pitches, look at more pitches, because as soon as you go back to that dugout. The one thing you're doing is you're telling the dudes what you saw. Yeah. You're telling them yeah. when you saw it and what you saw. Jason Worth is huge in stature. He's also he's a pretty tall dude. He's huge in that clubhouse. He's so big. He, he's been perfect in the development of Harper over the last few years. I mean, he's yeah. he, he's big, man. He, he's, a, he's a team player, and he might not put up the homers or the batting average that he used to, but he's still a very good player. Yeah, he's, he's definitely valuable. the vocal leader. Yes. He is. That's... Similar to Zimmerman, man. Zimmerman's another yeah. person who he might not be putting up and he, what he used to, and he might be a pain to watch throw the ball because he's got so many injuries and yeah. he sidearms it and lobs that, it. That's a guy that but, you. That's a guy that you would absolutely want to be retired as a net. Like, no, you yeah, want him to play definitely. his whole career with us. You don't want yep. to see him leave and go somewhere no, else. No. Just like Trent, Trent Williams. Yeah, I no, don't want to see point. Trent Williams in any other jersey. Yeah. I don't care who you are. No, exactly. I don't want to see him in that's, any other jersey. That's just that's that's our guy. You know. 
Dude, I remember watching Trent. Sorry, so I know, I know, we just got out of the NFL, but I remember watching Trent. Everything comes back to the rest. I know it's true. It's fine. <laughs> I just, uh, I remember watching Trent his rookie year against Dallas in the opening game, and seeing him control Demarcus yeah. Ware the entire game. Yeah, Trent Trent Williams is amazing. Have you heard any of those tall tales that they have about him in Oklahoma? No. Uh, I think it was Jim Ross was talking about it, but you know, good old Jr. The good God that killed him from WWE. <laughs> he was talking about how Trent Williams is just like a myth on the Oklahoma campus. Jr. is a huge Oklahoma fan. Tress Way, also the Redskins punter, yeah. was talking about some of the myths. He said one of the things uh, that everybody who goes to Oklahoma knows is that Trent Williams never lost a one-on-one in practice or in the game at Oklahoma. You know somebody who won. I know for a fact did? Yeah. One-on-one on Trent, Junior Gallette did. I watched it. He released a he released video of training camp before he tore his Achilles the first time, and he was getting past it. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm talking at Oklahoma. Oh, like, okay. And, uh, during Trent's years at Oklahoma. But no, Junior Gallette, man, Junior Gallette's a freak. Dude, he's Junior amazing. is a freak, man. He, he's, he showed, I wouldn't doubt He it. showed a still photo of him bursting off the line, and everyone else literally has got their helmet up a little bit, and Junior yeah. Gillette's shoulder pads are already past line. His pad level, everything. Junior Gillette, man, if he's healthy, he could be so huge for us. That, that, that acquisition would, like, imagine if him and Doxon become ballers this year. Yeah, I know. Two That's people, best case Two scenario. people we haven't had, Yeah, and then all of a sudden... Added to us. Yeah, the positions that we need to. And if you think about it, like, I know we're staying on Redskins, but it's okay. Just let it happen. (laughs) Junior Gillette paired with Ryan Kerrigan and Preston Smith, and then once Trent Murphy stops using banned substances after four (laughs) games when he comes back, I mean, that's pretty good. That's four pass rushers. Plus, not to say they might add somebody in the draft. That's true. They they might. They might. Well, all right, so let's get back into baseball. Uh, Let's start. Let's talk about the Nats. Um, their closer situation. I mean, yeah. really bad, dude. Yes. I, I watched Scherzer. Scherzer would, had left the game seven one. Yeah, and the he left the seventh. Yeah, and then they come in and they end up winning seven to six. Yeah, bullpen gave up five runs in two innings. That that was such a big thing all off season too. Was uh, was who's who's the closer going to be? What, what's going to be? What's going to happen with the closer? And as soon as Melanson bolted at the first sign, yeah, that was it's just kind of. Why doesn't anybody want to sign? A with lot the of people don't want to sign with. The it's Nationals. weird, right? It's, you would you would think that like there's their team that they're they they have the, the star that's young. You know, it's one of the best players in baseball in Bryce Harper. They got great starting pitching. You know, they got some other huge pieces. Daniel Murphy's a, one of the best batters in the league. You know, I mean, you would think that somebody would want to be a part of that. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand it. You know what's a crazy thing I heard that somebody said that no Scott Boris client ever signs a long-term contract before they hit free agency. Really? And so they did that with Strasburg. And so they're saying that's a huge warning sign. Really? Yeah, they're saying that possibly he's not going to be lasting much longer. Yeah. And that's what I've heard. Like the, the junkies always have on this... This baseball guy, he's, uh, he can see injuries in the elbow based on like still photos throughout yeah. the, the pitch. Yeah. And he's been saying he hasn't fixed the problem. He's really? going to get hurt again. Uh, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, Strasburg, somebody, when he's on, like we saw last year in the first half, he was so on. But then once he gets hampered a little bit and slowed down, yeah, that that's definitely could be something that will linger. And that's, that's terrible. That's why I was all in on the Chris Sale this past off season, I was so pumped. I I was I didn't like giving up those prospects, but yeah. that could definitely Scherzer, Sale, Strasburg. Strasburg was healthy, but and no, it sucked. I, it was kind of like they were trying to like ease the fans, and like by giving up the same amount of draft picks for Adam Eaton. 
Yeah. Like, you remember Bryce Harper was like, what? what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. He was like, what? Yeah. That was literally his tweet was what? Yeah. Was and really... so people were like, oh, yeah, what's wrong, Bryce? Yeah. Like, you didn't like that? It made sense. I mean, we knew what we needed. We still don't have a closer. I no, mean, I, 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 I believe in Blake Trinan because I believe in the theory of, like, being a human and overcoming adversity yeah, and stuff yeah. and starting out bad, I can completely understand. And they pitched him for three straight days. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, as a closer, you're going to get you're gonna get yeah. messed up a little bit. Those guys aren't used to going that many innings back-to-back. They can't go that long. Yeah. They get tired. And I, I do I trust him? Not yet. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not like over on him. I don't. I don't ever want to. Oh see no! Him yeah, again. yeah, no, not not yet. I mean, we, I, we I still want it. I, more st- I still want it to be his. Um, but he has to obviously earn yeah. the solidified closer position. Still, I don't think Same. It's, it's still a run right that's, now. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about it. They proved they, that they had Coda Glover. Yeah, um, closing the game the other night. Yeah, and they lost. And I mean, they the, gave up a bottom of knife hit. Well, Nationals right now are three and three, uh, following two just big losses to the Phillies. Yeah, Saturday was unbelievable, man. Guthrie, I know, dude. I feel so bad for that guy. He just he just so won a World I, Series. Man, I know. He was, you know, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but be gone. Yeah, that was just that was. Who gives up? We gave up a total of twelve runs in that first inning. He gave up ten of them. Yeah, that was just. <laughs> dude, he didn't even finish the inning. Yeah, how, first you, you can't get three outs. I mean, I, I completely understand this is a professional sport, and these guys yeah, are good. They're very good. But you won a World Series. You're supposed to be good. Yeah. You know? I mean, plus he he pitched very maybe well. Maybe he just had a bad day. Maybe he was hungover. Maybe. Dude. Maybe. Who knows? But I, I was out all that day. That was the day before my birthday. I was running around and whatnot, and I, uh, I, did, I wasn't watching the game. I was getting updates on it, and I got an update saying that the Nationals were down 12 to nothing, and I was like, oh, man, well... You know, maybe it's the middle of the game. That sucks, but what are we going to do? And then, nope, it was the first inning. That was the end of the first. I thought it was a typo. I could not believe that, man. I was out, was... I was out with Butler, and uh, Butler, he walked up to me, and he's like, dude, it's 12 nothing in the first. I was like, no way. He showed yeah. it to me. I was like, no, that sucks so bad. 20 minutes, like, not 20 minutes, like 15 minutes passed. I look at my phone. It says 15 to 1. I was like, Butler, look at that. What is happening? Why is this happening to it's, us? Why? What is going on? Dude, I'll never and forget. And to the Phillies, too, though. I'll never yeah. forget, dude. Me and my buddy Freddie, we went to the Nats playoff game uh, when they had the wild card round against St. Louis. I'll never forget it. We get there. We get there early. We buy our tickets. We, we pay like 40 bucks each in their standing room. And so we get there early. And so we're standing in line. We're standing in line. They finally let us through. And then everyone just starts running. Yeah. So we're like, oh, why are they running? Yeah, what's going on? I was like, okay. So I just ran with him. We followed this one dude all the way up, and it was right in front of the red bar. Mm-hmm. And it was just, that room is standing room. Yeah. So we had playoff tickets. We got playoff tickets right in the center field, overlooking basically the field, Damn. all the way up that high. And we saw everything from behind, obviously, yeah. you no know, homo. And then um, we only paid like 40 bucks. Really? Yeah, and I'll never forget. Wow. I've never heard like, like 50,000 people so quiet. Oh yeah, I, I, I dude. Every breath the stadium went away every time that that strike wasn't called. That was, that was unbelievable. Do you know that we we drafted Drew Storen like twenty picks before Mike Trout was taken? Yeah, yeah. I remember when we drafted Storen. It was a, it was a pick, not the pick, but our following pick after Strasburg. Yeah, yeah. Sucks, man. Yeah. Apparently, a uh, few teams had Mike Trout very high on their draft boards. 
Uh, I think the Yankees came out and said that they had him, mm. and they were going to take him. They had him as the best player in that draft, even yeah. over Strasburg. But the Angels ended up, you know, I mean, Mike Trout, that dude is amazing. Yeah, Mike and Trout. And speaking of St. Louis, the uh, Nats are about to play him this week. Yep, yeah. It's a big that, test. It's a big deal. St. Louis just is always good at Saint, They're just one of those teams, man. They're, and it's not like the Yankees where they buy everybody. Yeah. They literally just shoot everyone yeah. out, and they're just always good. Yeah. Somehow, some way. It, it always ends up working out for them. Everything does. And, uh... I mean, even even when they get rid of players, though, like when they got rid of Pujols, I was like, why would you get rid of Pujols? Albert Pujols, yeah. like he's one of the best players, and then he's on his way, and he, he's gone to the Angels, and he's he now he sucks. Yeah, he was he was washed <laughs> up. Nobody saw. I didn't see that coming. I mean, <laughs> maybe some people did. I definitely didn't. All right, dude. So let's um let's get into these playoff teams. I know people are going to want to hear about these teams. Um, so for the first, let's let's do the Wizards, man. It's going to the Wizards. The first team to go to, to start out two and eight and win forty eight games. Yeah, that's incredible. And they still have a shot at fifty. They yeah. still, I mean that they have not the way the defense remaining. is playing. No, oh no, no. And I mean with your your playoff seating already basically set, already set, right? The not seed. not yet. It's it's like it's all messed up. So they don't know. Well, they ha- I think they have the fourth seed. Yeah, but, but they don't know sure who they're playing. playing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean that. And that, that's, that's what's getting a lot of attention right now is should the Wizards go for 50 wins or should they just rest their starters? I, Cause I don't want to play Cleveland. Maybe playing Cleveland the first round. When would you rather play Cleveland? In the first or the second round? Probably the first round. Yeah, it, that's what that, I was thinking. Like, Wouldn't you want to see them raw Like when they yeah, haven't gotten into the groove of the playoffs? Not, and let's because be, you, you know LeBron and Kyrie are going to get the calls. They're, they're going to get the foul yeah, calls all just, day. As soon as somebody touches their ass. Yeah, you know. it's, it's, it's the star treatment. Yeah. I mean, it, that's, that's going to happen. That's, that's very true. I, I would much rather face the, Cav- the Cavaliers in the first round than I would at any other point in the playoffs. I mean, I, the Cavaliers, are, they're just – it's LeBron James. Yeah, I mean, and he, obviously he's he's the he's the NBA's baby. The, like LeBron makes the NBA so much yeah, money. He's been so good for the NBA, and we huge. obviously know that the NBA obviously influences the refs. Yeah, that's been well documented. It's no secret. We yeah. all know that. Yeah, and so they always he always gets the calls in the playoffs. They're gonna they want they know the NBA makes more money when LeBron's in the championship. Yeah. And they want you know they want to see a Cavaliers Spurs championship or Cavaliers Warriors Warriors championship. Cavs Warriors. I'd love to see KD get a ship, but I I honestly in the Eastern Conference I'm only I might be stupid to say, but I'm only scared of the Cavaliers. Yeah, I still no, think right we now, can I beat them. Too. Yeah, but I mean that that's the only team that really like actually like you don't want to see like that's that's like the one team. Yeah. I mean the Celtics like yeah the Celtics are good, but we you see this type of stuff every year where one team does really good throughout the regular season, like the Hawks a year or two ago. The Hawks were very good in the regular season. They got to the playoffs, and what did they do? I mean, they didn't yeah, do they didn't too do much. Anything. So, I mean, th- that type of stuff always happens, but the Cavaliers are consistently good. Uh, the Cavaliers, I mean, they have the best player in the world in LeBron James, and I mean, and not only that, but they got some good pieces. I mean, LeBron James basically pled for that team. Yeah. I mean, they bought that team. So, I mean, right now, at the, at, right now the Wizards are averaging 109 points a game. Yeah. Um. Th- you you think to yourself that is great. That's, That's a fifth great in stat. The NBA. Yeah, yeah, it's fifth, fifth in the NBA. That is a great stat. But then you look at the opposing points against them, and it's one hundred and seven point four. <laughs> so it, it's literally two points off, and that's twenty first in, yeah, in the NBA. That the, you like to see that one hundred and nine. Definitely yeah. like to see that. However, 
when you see that 107 that they're allowing, you are you're like, oh my god, that's great. not good, and they they can't stop anybody. No, I don't understand. Yeah. And they always say defense. It's all about hustle. Yeah. And that's such a bad thing to hear when you have a bad, a poorly defensive team. Yeah, because – and it's not like John Wall's not hustling. John Wall's out there. He's hustling. There, I mean, there's – I think Martian Gortat, he, I think he's hustling. I just don't – just don't think that he's that good of a defender. He just isn't. That's just – He's a good rebounder. He, he's he's good sco- rebounder. He scores your points. He can, get, he can do the jump shooter. He can just do the – you know, just the layups. Just no problem. And, he, and he, is, he is a hustle player. He is. But he's not He's not a shot blocker. He's not no. He's not going to intimidate you. He's not, you know – I mean, he's not a Hassan Whiteside. And I love the signing of Badanovich. Uh, that was um, awesome. When, when that happened, I remember being a little bit upset. But the, the guy is buckets, dude. Yeah. Bobo dude, he Drano. Has, he has came out on fire with the Wizards. I love saying that. Every time he makes it three. Bobo Drano. Bobo Drano. That's, I, <laughs> That's I've never heard that. Man. I'm into it, though. I'm definitely into it. Probably because I like the taste of Drano. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sad human being. But if So when you look at the Wiz, if you were if you were a betting man and you were to put 100 bucks, so you're but you're serious about it, how far do you see them going? <sighs> and who do they lose to? Well, right now they're fourth. Let's see. So are we just going to say that the standings right now remain how they are? Yeah. We, we would face the Hawks round one. Yeah. I think we'd get past round one. We'd, we'd beat the Hawks. I, I got to take a look at who exactly is what the standings are right I think now. Celtics, Hawks. Celtics are one. Cavaliers. Right. Uh, let's take a look at these Eastern Conference standings. Right. I think that, I think that was it. I'm not sure, but I I see them going far. I mean, I could. It depends on when they play the Cavs, obviously. And if, yeah. if they can, if they can beat the Cavs, obviously, I see them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, uh, if Easily. they beat the Cavs, I think that they're Easily. the favorite from the. East. I would love to right. see them in the Eastern Conference Finals yeah. with the Cavs. So right now, the Eastern Conference standings, they have the Cavs. The Cavs have won. Yeah, yeah, fifty-one and twenty-nine. Uh, the Celtics are also fifty-one and twenty-nine, but they're in second. So the first round matchup, you'd have the Cavs versus the Bulls. Yeah, you're going to take the Cavs. You'd have the Celtics versus the Pacers. You want to take the Celtics. The Raptors and Bucks. That's that's you want to take the Raptors, but then again, the Bucks they're not too bad. I mean, yeah, they got, the Bucks are a good team. They got. I mean, Ante Tukumpanu, the Greek freak, man. That that dude can ball out. And then you'd have the Wizards versus the Hawks. I think you would take the Wizards in that. So that's ah oh, man. Yeah, you don't want to play the Cavs. I don't. I, you got to play them regardless. So yeah. where do you where do you think they fall? I, I think that we can make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. You really think I so? I think so. I you think bet $100 we, that they made the Eastern Conference Finals. I, see, I'm so, I'm so paranoid when it comes to betting. I'm so, like, I don't want to say I'm stingy with money, but, mm-hmm. like, I also am. <laughs> so, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I would. I, you know what? Let's go for it. I'm going all in on the Wizards. I think that the Wizards have such, from top to bottom, the Wizards are one of the most complete ro- rosters in the league. I mean, yeah. they, they've got some good players. All it's going to take is for John Wall and Bradley Beal to get hot, but this is also where the minutes comes in. Yeah. The minutes. I mean, John Wall's playing. He, he's averaged more minutes before. He's averaged at thirty six point four minutes per game right now. Man, he's got yeah. nothing. And that—that's especially somebody with uh, who's had some knee injuries in yeah. the past. Especially uh, Bradley with his minutes limit. Yeah, yeah he's I mean, playing a bunch of minutes. Yeah, too. and Beal. Thank God, Beal's been healthy this year. I like Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre's been Kelly Oubre. Well. Kelly Oubre has replaced Trevor Ariza for us. That was that was. A big, I thought that was the worst 
move by this franchise was not re-signing Ariza. Yeah, Ariza. After the playoff run. Yeah, I thought I that was horrible. I, I loved Ariza. So did I. Huge, he was a good Ariza guy. He always went on the best best guy on the other team. Yeah, oh, yeah. Always, he's great a, defender. He's, he's borderline locked-on defender. He's one of the best firm def- defenders in the NBA. Yeah. he's. I mean, Trevor Ariza, Trevor Ariza could ball out, man. And on top of that, he could give you some three-pointers. He's, yeah, exactly. He's athletic. He was just a great player. I really didn't like it, and they tried to patch it up with Paul Pierce, which backfired because he didn't want to come back. It backfired, yes, because of that. Well, that, that year was awesome because he took him to the playoffs. And he made that game winner. Exactly, in the he that was great. Was John broke fun. John broke his hand. Yeah, they were really leaning on Paul, and Paul hit the game winner, but it was a millisecond too late. Yep, it was. I was there for that game. Were you? Were you in there? I, I remember seeing that. Uh, Paul Pierce had a couple of game winners that year. Yeah. One of them, I think it was the one in the playoffs. Did you call game? Yeah. I called bank. I called bank. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, no, Paul no. It was, it was flipped. It was flipped. He said, you called bank. He said, no, I called game. That is such a gangster thing to say. What Dude, a cool thing Have you thing seen the memes where Pierce. Drake is trying to talk to Paul Pierce? Yeah. And Paul yeah. Pierce like shoves him away. Yeah. He's like, get away from yeah. me. Come on, man. That was I, I love seeing all those memes when uh, we were facing the Raptors in the playoffs and yeah. Drake dropped views from the six. And it was like... Everybody would do the memes with the writing of the album cover, and it was like the Wizards are up two nothing, and like the Wizards are up. And I always thought that was funny because yeah, and there was huge beef. Like even the mayor mm-hmm. was like coming out talking crap. Yeah, and it was oh, like, yeah, was that, like we that, don't like these guys. That's what the playoffs should be, man. Playoffs, exactly. and then we swept them. Yeah, who would have thought so the Wizards funny. were going to sweep? That them, was dude? so funny. Speaking of great playoff atmosphere, let's get into the Capitals right now, man. The Caps are rolling. What is it? Capitals right now, Capitals have 263 goals. That's amazing. Goals for and against 182 plus uh, 81. An 81 goal differential. Wow. That is amazing. That is. I mean, that 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 shows good defense. I mean, compared to the Leafs, yeah. they have 251 goals scored, and against them they have 242 with only a number of plus nine. So 81 to 9. So what does that tell you? The Caps are going to be able to shoot the puck on net. Yes. They're going to be yes. able to. They're going to have it. They're not even they make like power play is so important in hockey, but they might not even need it. Yeah. But playoffs are completely different. I understand they might have a, the hottest goalie in the yeah. NHL. Well, I get it. Yeah. I mean, we're also I think this year this is this is a make or break year for the Capitals. It just this feels different, in. doesn't it? It does. It feels it does. different. Last year, you kind of got the sense, especially when you found out that there was a possibility of playing Pittsburgh. Well, even when, like, I hate to bring it back to NBA, but, like, when LeBron met up with Chris Bosh and D-Wade in Miami, yeah. it, they lost the finals that first year. Yeah. Even though they were the powerhouse and the best, yeah. they still had, took a year to get together. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. when you bring in a guy like TJ Oshie, yeah. who was literally probably, I would say, just one step. Even half yeah. a step down from Ovi. Yeah. Because TJ is a, a superstar. Oh, oh, yeah. With them and Backstrom, I mean, Backstrom's assists this year are out of this world. Yeah. I mean, this they're just such a formidable group. And I, I just see them, I, it just feels different. And they just feel clicking. Like, it's, that there is no drop-off, right? Like, even though they've been losing some of these games, it's not like they're just easily getting beaten and they're laying down. It's like, yeah. it's like freak yeah. things are happening. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's a big part of it, man. The Capitals, they're... They're a team that is hot right now, and they're rolling. And you're right when when they are losing games, when they have lost games, it hasn't been because they haven't been playing well. Yeah, it's it's been a, a lot of times it's been freak plays or you know I mean something. And the crazy thing is, is that that gives you that bad feeling that, it's that anything can happen. That that especially in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Exactly. Like imagine those those like I remember seeing last playoffs. Like you just see like the weird bounces come off and off Holpe's shoulder yeah. into the goal, and you're uh, just like, what? It's like, like come on. 
But that's hockey, and that's playoff hockey, and they say and that always counts. That's DC sports. Yeah, just our luck. I mean, I've been there. Dude, I was there for the Monday Night Massacre. Uh, I was there with my little brother against the Eagles. Yeah, and we're huge Virginia Tech fans, and so we we were like, "Oh, Mike Vick, that's cool, that's cool." Yeah. It was right on our end zone where we Mike were. Mike Vick demolished us. And you just see Vick go, go for the play action Deshaun. and then put it behind his ass, and he just holds it there, and then you're just like, "Oh, there's Deshaun." Yeah, and he's Landry's covering him. That's and great. The in the air. Ron Landry, that was oh, man. That was that's talk about roids. Yeah, Lauren it's like no, he doesn't need roids. No, he's he's just dude. naturally jacked. I I hated Deshaun Jackson. When he was with the Eagles, I mean, I respected him as a player. Oh, absolutely! But I hated him. He was—he would destroy us. But I loved it once Deshaun came here. How how hard he would go against the Eagles. Yeah, you I knew loved against it. the Eagles. We needed was, it. We needed it. For, yeah. We definitely needed it. You knew he was good for over ninety yards and a touchdown, and it would always be a long touchdown. And you would showboat at the end of his touchdown. So you could say the Redskins have gotten really lucky the past couple seasons with these. These guys that teams let go, and we pick them up right yeah. away, like DJ oh, yeah. and Norman. Yeah, I mean, Norman, Nor- that that whole thing was a debacle. Norman, with the Panthers letting him go. Yeah, that was, that was a whole total fiasco. Yeah, he obviously had beef with them. Yeah, well, they, they were they were hard set on building the defense around Luke Keekley. And I don't think Josh Norman liked that too much, and I think he wanted a little bit more respect. Yeah. Luke and is the best of the best. Luke though. is the best of the best. You can't he's the new age man. Brian Urlacher. He Luke really Keekley is amazing. He is. He's, he's a player Smart that you want. Smart as heck, man. I heard a comparison uh, actually on the way up here. Uh, I forget who it was. Who was it? They were saying that Reuben Foster was compared to uh, Luke Keekley. That's what he would compare. Uh, I think okay. it might have been. I think it. I think that's a little much. That's a, way too much. I mean, Luke Keekley. Uh, Ruben Foster, he's a good player. He's a fiery leader. Mm. But Luke Keekley's yeah, the best of the best. I mean, when you when you think of Ruben Foster, I mean, you immediately think of these guys like Darrell Washington and stuff like like guys like that. Maybe these big, bulky guys that are great run defenders. But you know that you're going to be able to hit them over the top. Yeah, you know it's going to happen. But we got away from the Caps. I'm sorry, guys. We got away from the Caps. That's what happens with the Redskins. Man. So do with the Caps, just like the Wizards. If you had, if you were a bet man, you had a hundred dollars. I'm betting that the Wizards are going to win the Stanley Cup. The Wizards? The Capitals. You know what happens when it's checking your phone. I am betting that the Washington Capitals will win the Stanley Cup. The Wizards can't win the Stanley Cup, even if they wanted to. The Wizards they probably it. wouldn't It's either. a different sport. Yeah. It's, I, don't, I don't think the, t- the sneakers will give them that much traction. Although, yeah, that and the whole <laughs> hockey being, you know. You think it's Stanley, Stanley Cup? I time. think so. I think this is Stanley Cup or bust for the. Do you know how cap? crazy this this whole area would be? Do you know? How, do you know? Maybe not. Yeah. Do you like, know even like the be? whole, all even like the Eastern Conference Finals, everyone would be out watching, yeah. and it'd be a great time. Even yeah. if they make the Stanley Cups, and uh, let's say the we don't want to talk about it, but let's just say it it, it would happen. Yeah. Yeah. Even if that, like that whole, it would just be a celebration. It would and. What a, I mean, we have had so much heartbreak in D.C. Yeah. Just not only lately, but, I mean, forever. Do you know how awesome that would be to finally be the best yeah. of the best? And I don't even want to say that. I don't want to put bad juju out in the air. Yeah, I don't absolutely. want to curse this team. But then again, the four people that are listening to this probably won't like you know, <laughs> it. But we, that would just be amazing, man. And I think if anybody can do it right now, it is the Capitals. The Capitals yeah. are, I think, that they're the best team in hockey. They, they are absolutely <laughs> the closest team in D.C. to winning the Stanley yes, Cup. Yes, I would say, how would you rank those? I would say the Capitals are number one, probably. 
even though the way that they've been playing, the way that the Nationals are set up, I'd probably say they're two. Wizards yeah, Nats are definitely Redskins two. four. Yeah, Redskins have to be four. They just they don't have the pieces in place. You see the difference. I compare the Caps, like I compare them to saying that they are the Cavaliers of the NHL. Okay. Like, they are the powerhouse. Yeah. They are the team that you know going against. They are the best of the best of the NHL. Yeah. And when you look at the Redskins, it's nowhere near that. Yeah. The Nats, it's not exactly like that. The Nats have always been kind of... They, they had the aspirations they, of one year, and they, yeah. they plummeted. They've they never... Horrible. They, they've been good, and they have some good players, exactly. but they have never... But right. you still they've have teams been, like Chicago. They've never been the Golden State Warriors. Exactly. Of a, yeah. You still have Chicago laying around. So yeah. no one's going to think that... You're actually going to go. I mean, I saw this whole number, this whole scale, basically saying who who picked out of each conference, what who would win the Stanley Cup, and who would win each conference. Yeah. I mean, they get, a couple guys gave the Nats the conference. Really? Yeah. And I so, mean, they they as much as people want to hate on teams like the Phillies and the Braves. I mean, obviously we have yeah. those, but the Mets are the Mets are a dangerous team, man. No, I don't think so. I, I, I think they're overhyped. I do, I do as well. But if they can play like they did two that, years ago, that's. The, but the, what is it? If if RG three could start playing like he did, three if years he could. Ago. But I mean, you saw this happen with the Nationals two years that's ago true. as well when we that's missed true. the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, the season before we were great. I mean, it happens a lot, and especially if the Mets can end up bringing up my boy Tim Tebow. <laughs> Tim, you know he's, he's playing. He's Matt, want, Matt wants to go see him in Hagerstown. Really? I don't yeah. know. Imagine that. I would take him to a Bible study afterwards and go hang out with him. <laughs> right. But yeah, dude, so I would I would have the Cavs being number one. Yeah. I would have the Nat um the Nationals number two. Okay. I'd have the Wiz number three. Yeah. And I don't see the Wiz and Nats far apart. I know yeah. that's crazy to think. No, that was a struggle. They were. But just because the playoffs are coming up now, and just because the way they're built, yeah, and they've already gave these guys contracts, and Otto Porter's the next coming yeah. to get a contract, which yeah. is needed, which he needed, yeah. I would say that they would be third, and it sucks with the Redskins because you know that's, that is my number one. That, team. That's as you can tell when we're talking about this, just going back to the Redskins so much, how much time yeah. is going on. That is both of our number one teams, and this and anything yeah. for me at least. I mean, I know you're a big Virginia Tech guy. For me, nothing else comes close to the rest. The Wizards are like I number two on my list. Um, like me and my boy, we watched every single game. I mean, back when when John, it was just John. You know, yeah. like th- those yeah. games, it was uh, bad. I do want to give a quick shout out. Adam Hill did actually give us a good question. He said, "Who do you think was more exciting to watch?" And at first, I know what you're going to want to say: John Wall or Gilbert Arenas. John Wall, absolutely. You think so? Absolutely. Think, keep in mind though about all Gilbert's game winners. When I Gilbert, know. when I know. Gilbert was on, Gilbert was on. I know. But I know what you – defensive I, intensity. Exactly. Big the, plays, he he might ball. be the best point guard to do the the SWAT. Yeah. Come oh, from yeah. behind SWAT. That Something James that only LeBron – Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then his, his uncanny – like he, the way he passes the ball and controls the game, it's something completely different. And you, you can't really say – I love to say – like people were getting on me. I said two – when Steph Curry's MVP season – I said, I said, I think that John Wall is a better point guard, yeah. overall point guard than Steph Curry. Yeah. And people were making fun, like, "Oh, you're an idiot! You're an yeah. idiot! How can you say that? He's about to be as MVP. a pure point guard. As a pure point guard, yeah, he dish the ball, give us this. I understand Steph is making forty points a game or whatnot, making yeah. these crazy threes. And but I would say that Steph is a better shooting guard than yeah. he is a point oh, yeah. guard. Yeah, exactly. That, and that's the same with Gilbert Arenas. Yeah. I think Gilbert Arenas is technically a better shooting guard than he was a point guard. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of guys in the league yeah. like that, but, but I'm obviously biased because I like I watched John from since he was like a rookie. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. So I've seen like the whole maturation process and seen yeah. him 
just make have this team come from literally the embarrassing team in the league oh, yeah. to being actual contenders and yeah. talked about and being on national TV and, yeah. be, and being a team that that they're having even, articles even though we we don't here. like them you know Ernie Grunfeld you know he, yeah he got hey, one season out of it so far that's all that I asked for man yeah Jan Vesely Jan Vesely what, what a joke he oh was. my goodness Jan how can you even Vesely. do that. Jan you know how many Vesely. players? I think like Clay Thompson was like available. Yeah, he was. took Jan Clay Vesely. Thompson. Yeah, Clay Thompson. Was. <laughs> I think Steph Curry was available. Was that that draft? I don't know if that, I think that that might have been no because the um, that was that was the Thompson draft, the Clay Thompson draft, I believe. They weren't the, the same year. But, but no, let me see. no. Clay Thompson and Steph Curry weren't the same year. Let, let's pull this up real quick. Let's I want to see that. I want to see that number. Let's pull up this number. Yeah, I, I just I can't wait for the draft. I want to say thank you to everyone for tuning in. Uh, thank you for listening. If you made it this far, you're a trooper, and we really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, we'll hopefully be able to get some phone calls in. That way people can call in and ask questions instead of having to message us or anything like that. Um, we'll be doing this once a week. I'm not sure how long it's going to take for our podcast to come up, so we're recording on Monday. Um, whatever happens between now and when we upload it i'm sorry if we didn't get into it if you wanted to hear about it um but make sure that you thank you for tuning in make sure you give us your feedback comment let us know how we did um what you'd like to see more if we're too loud if we talk too soft just let us know and uh real quick before we take off we pulled it up steph curry was drafted in 2009 clay thompson was drafted in 2011 draymond okay. green was drafted in 2012 they've had some good draft classes yes, out there in Golden State. so it was it was two years off i'm way off yes, on that it's okay yeah. Right, real quick before we go off, do you think Kirk Cousins signs a long contract? No, I want him to. I want him to more than anything. Yeah. I don't. I just don't see it happening. I think that he is going to probably end up. I mean, a lot can happen with the draft. The 49ers could take somebody, but I do yeah. think that he does end up going to play in San Francisco after this season. I think so too. I think they screwed the pooch. That is, no, we did it, and I. You can't even blame Kirk. I wouldn't want to. Do you I remember the reports coming out with New England when they had training camp with New England joint tr- training camp? And that there was rumors that the Patriots thought that Kirk Cousins was a better quarterback. Yeah, than yeah. RG at the yep. time. And I mean, that's the Patriots, man. That's why they're always they see five steps ahead of everybody else. Exactly. Well, thank you, everybody. We appreciate it. Happy birthday, Mike. Hey, thank you. This is our first show. We're wrapping it up. Thank you for everyone tuning in. We appreciate. It. We'll be on once a week. Hopefully, you tune in next week. Message us. Let us know how we did. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. I love you. Health and Rescue. Woo!